We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. I saw all the, oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Join Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. Okay, ready? what you know, and it's about a time when you get yourself in a I want to know something she needs I think about Amy wanting me I hold you need things are really real now I have you seen you wanting you Hey It's her ratio Okay though It's her ratio Okay though That might be the best question I've ever been asked <laughs> You're a phenomenal person. I mean, you're legendary. I am a fan of you, my brother. The peak of Ice Cube is better than the peak of Kendrick Lamar. I could make the argument that Ice Cube has two albums that are better than anything that Kendrick Lamar has done, and that's not shade to Kendrick Lamar. No, of course not. No, of course and, not. And, I'm saying, and this is, those are the two Ice Cube solo albums. Straight Outta Compton is more or less an Ice Cube sure, album. Yeah. Sure. And he bodies that from sure. start to finish. You can make an argument that Ice Cube went from zero to the coldest in the game straight Very out of Compton fast. alone. Very fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Cube. Love Cube, incredibly important MC. I think Kendrick is more complex. Yeah, see, see, see. Flow, word choice. We did this before. We did this before. Kendrick's you is more complexity complex. to be intrinsically valuable, yes. and I do not. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you I know, I, you like super rappers. I ain't really. Yes. I ain't really about the super rapper life. Celebrate the 50th anniversary of hip-hop, my heart and soul, my cultural home. I wanted to bring in two of the guys I love talking about music with, Bomani Jones and Michael Smith. They've been on the show before. They're friends. They love hip-hop as much as I do. They love to argue as much as I do. We got into a great, deep, awesome argument and discussion about all of hip-hop. I hope you love this conversation as much as I do. Let's get into it. It's Bomani Jones and Michael Smith talking about hip-hop on Touré Show. Michael Smith, what's up? Bro, I'm just happy to be in y'all presence. <laughs> oh, Monty Jones. What's going on, man? Thank y'all for coming back once again. I want to celebrate 
the 50th anniversary of hip hop, talking about it all with you. I'm curious, take me back to the beginning of your relationship with hip hop. What is your first moment, your first memory of like, oh, that, what is that? I don't know the first time I heard it. I'm younger than hip hop, so it's always been with me. But I would say my first, when you asked me that question, the first thing that came to my mind was, so I am the uh, grandson of a Baptist pastor. My, okay. my grandfather was a pastor of a church in New Orleans for 50 plus years. Wow. And so uh, I come from the day and age where that parental advisory explicit content, you cannot play that loud in my mama house. Wow. So remember, uh, remember BMG? Sure. Remember sure. Order sure. them CDs? Sure. I remember I found a way to order four CDs um, without my mama knowing. One of them was People's Instinctive Travels in the Passive Rhythm. Um, one of them was The Chronic. Um, what was the, I forget what the other two were, but I remember those two in particular. And I was about, I'd have been about, what, 13 years old at that point? Uh -huh. 92? Yeah, uh -huh. I was about 13 years old. So that's my first memory is ordering those two CDs. Tribe Called Quest. But Doc why did you want those albums? Like, weren't you introduced to hip hop before that? I I don't remember. Okay. I don't, I, I, honestly, I don't remember the first hip hop song I heard. I'm sure I was. I'm yeah. sure whether it was in movies that I was growing up watching. Sure. Uh, I remember Deep Cover. I Hell remember yeah. uh, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. My, my dad took me to see Deep Cover. That was one of the first movies my dad took nice. me to see. That's real nostalgic, right? My dad took me to see Deep Cover. Nice. That, means, that says a lot about our relationship. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to see Deep Cover, and if you would like yeah. to come with me, you can. Or you can wait in the car. Yeah, right. <laughs> For two right. hours. Clearly, they were not checking ID at the movie theater. So that's, yeah, I don't remember the first hip hop song I ever heard. Because, bro, I, I remember driving on Route uh, 138 in Boston with my mom and her station wagon. And Rapper's Delight came on the radio, okay. and I was like, what is that? And I think we had heard snippets of people rapping, like a little three-bar, four-bar, whatever. But like, yo, the whole song is like, whoa, what is that? And it grabbed me right away. Yo, and so I think part of what's interesting in what you describe, and like where my story is a little similar to his, is one, there's just enough of an age difference, right? Where you're born with 79, mm -hmm. I'm born in 80. So by the time we kind of have a consciousness of it, rap is around. So I don't have that, oh my gosh, I have, I've just heard this interplanetary force moment ever. And we also grew up in the South. Mm -hmm. And see, it's interesting because I was born in Atlanta. We moved to Houston when I was seven. You were born in New Orleans. Right. Atlanta and New Orleans are cities that jumped on rap as soon as it came huge, out, right? Huge. Like, like Planet Rock is an mm -hmm. Atlanta staple and always will be. New Orleans, when it you know, created its own lane in that, Houston, not quite the same. Like, slower. not that there wasn't rap in Houston, but it wasn't really, like, it didn't just hit there. A lot of places that took a while before rap, you know, came around. So, like, in my house, my mother, I used to ride to work. I mean, well, she was going to work. I was going to school. I'd ride with my mom both ways. My mom listens to news radio. Mm. So, like, I was not hearing what was on in the radio. Like, like, I'd pick up on it. Like, you come here and there, you watch some rap. But, like, yo, TV raps, man, came on late at night. You know, I wasn't, wasn't like, getting around to checking that. The moment that I always remember, though, and it's not like it was, like, the first time I heard rap. But yeah. it was, like, for me, like, the first time I fully got what was going on. And it's when that first Outkast album came out. So oh, Mr. Cadillac man. Music. And the reason was, for me, the part of Houston that we lived in had nothing to do with what the rappers in Houston 
we're talking about. I did not live around the corner from the ghetto boys, right? Like, I could not make sense of that. The Atlanta that Outcast was talking about, I knew those streets. I knew those spots that they were talking about. And it was like, all of a sudden, like, somehow it hadn't dawned on me that people were listening to that stuff and being like, oh, that's me, right? Like, to me, it was just like something to listen to. That was the one that, for me, was like, oh, okay, I'm here. I see exactly what it is that you're talking about. Like, it landed for me. In a bit of a different way. I'm, glad, it, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was, I'm glad you brought up Southern Playlistic because, and that goes with what I was talking about earlier. I, I flash back to my eighth grade classroom in New Orleans, and that's all we were listening to. Or I flash back to um, a bus trip that we took to visit HBCUs from New Orleans, uh, and it was a bunch of guys. It was, it was a, a young men's group, and we in the back of the bus listening to Soul Food when that first yes. came out. You know yes. what I'm saying? So it's yes. like. It, for me, I, I can't really like, oh, man, I heard this song for the first time. I heard the first time I – when did I fall in love with hip-hop on some brown sugar stuff? I don't have that. But I but every experience in my life, there's a soundtrack, too, and it's almost always hip-hop. Sure, sure. See, you talk about – the way you talk about uh, Outkast, right, De La Soul was kind of that for me. Because, I mean, like I said, I remember Rapper's Delight. I remember Run DMC starting to come up, and then they're huge on Johnny Carson. And here's – a cassette that just has a boombox on the cover. I had heard no LL Cool J singles. I know who LL Cool J was, but the cassette has a boombox on the cover. That's for me. And that album was the shit. And I'm loving it, but I didn't realize, I'm like, it does seem a little over there, even though I'm lo- when I heard De La Soul, I'm like, yo, that's me. Mm. That's what, I, if I could rap, that's what I would be. It's suburban, right? It's intellectual, whatever. I'm like that. So you're like, I see Outcast in myself, or I see myself yeah. in Outcast. Now I'm fully sucked in. So wait, so who was the group or artist that you were like, okay, if I was in the shit, that is that's the representative of me. Cause I'm like you. I grew up in New Orleans, but I wasn't in the Master P cash money <laughs> New Orleans areas. So I'm like you with that. Um Yeah, we said the only- I love New Orleans rap, though, like, because yeah. I don't even consider, like, Master P, that's more like a West Coast hybrid, right? That's fair, you yeah, know. Every, but, like, when you yeah. start talking about, like, early New Orleans bounce, like Manny French, right. Gregory D, and right. all of that stuff, I'm like, no, nah, right. I'm all the DJ way DJ Jimmy. <laughs> yes. I um, like, you know, because that got to Houston. Like, I remember when that one came out. And I was like, oh, this is a game changer. I would say less who was me, but who I would have liked to have been, you mentioned, was LL. Yeah. Yeah, I would say his persona is who I thought I could be. If I had that level of confidence and, sure. you know, was licking my lips and whatnot and ladies love, I was there was nothing cool about me, but yeah. who I would have aspired to have been. Yeah, I'm about to say, I would love if, if you had the audacity to be like I was seven years old and I saw LL Cool J, right? Like, 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 yeah, the most perfect rapper you that God created and that all the girls love. And you right. was like. That's 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 who I was aspiring to be. But okay. Was I, was I LL? Hell no, no. So wait. Okay, number one MC of all time. I said KRS one last time, and I'm gonna say KRS one again. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, that's black thought for me. Okay, I'm not mad at that. Uh, I'm, I'm it's been it's been black thought for me. It's, it's, I mean, I think what Jay Z has accomplished is just bigger. But how than you define? But see, yeah, see, that's that's like how you define. If we're one. talking about like a capitalistic construction. Jay-Z wins, right? Sure, like sure. If, if you're like, I have elevated myself from this place and gotten to this other place. How good it is to actually be in that place, completely different discussion. But if you want to put him there, you can. The thing with me with KRS, and I went back and I watched some stuff on YouTube the other day, and I was watching when the verses with him and Big Daddy Kane. If you were to just bring somebody on stage and all you got is that person 
and say, make this work. He's doing it. Yeah. I don't need no drums. Just give me a microphone, and you will never be able to take your eyes no, off. No, KRS is incredible, and he's made a lot of really important records um, that we continue to talk about. And, you know, Black Cop and Beef and, like, going back to Criminal Minded. And, like, it's an incredible career. So, care like, again, half my brain right now is just in flashback mode. Sure. So it's like I remember watching I'm Gonna Get You Sucker with my, my yes. grandparents yes. growing up. And Boogie Down Productions performing at the end of that. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. Or you mentioned um, Big Daddy Kane. I feel like the first, see, because I, I gave you the CD memory, but now I'm thinking about it. I feel like the first tape I had was uh, was the one with Smooth Operator on it, mm -hmm. you okay. know? And so me not knowing nothing about Isaac Hayes, but I knew what Smooth Operator was, you know what I'm saying? Not knowing where the sample came from or what have you. So, um, but Black Thought for me is just the, the when you ask me who's my who number one MC all time, I don't go to like record sales. I don't go to the capitalistic construction, as you mentioned. I go, who do I like listening to? Sure. Who's the first, if I had one person to listen to, it'd be Black Thought. It'd be The Roots. He's sure. insane. He, I I mean, just, I, I, nobody has a better real. command of the language, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, it's an incredible flow. It's an incredible voice. All that. I don't even think about Jay-Z's sales. I don't think we should consider sales in okay, these conversations. Cool. I'm so you think he's about, the best MC? Oh, yeah. Like, skill-wise? Oh, yeah. Content? In terms of sub, flow, every, in terms of what he's talking about, okay. in terms of... I mean, leading the league in triple entendres <laughs> all time, without a doubt. Like before, if you gave your favorite rapper got one triple entendre, he's fucking lucky. Jay Z just throws them off like. See, it's at no a certain point, I just stopped enjoying listening to Jay Z, and I can't really explain it to you. Well, really. I could explain Thank why you, it probably do. is. With I think four forty four is a serious exception to this, but like I remember listening to Magna Carta when it came out, and oh. I think I wrote about it, and. I was like, this, this is not the re this is not this is not a revolutionary. This is not Che Guevara. It's a dude selling you a Che Guevara t-shirt. Sure. Which is sure, like sure. where he was at that particular point in time. And I think what happens, and this isn't just simply about him, this happens just about everybody. It's gotten past the life that any of us can actually relate to. So when you do a songs about buying artwork, man, don't nobody care. But that's your life, mm -hmm. right? This is what you do. Yeah. You should rap about that. I personally just don't want to hear you rap about that. And yeah. I think that it's when it could like, hey, I just need to show up and blaze a verse on somebody else's stuff. Like Andre's been pulling this for the last 20 years, Jay-Z too. Where well, the only time you hear him now is when they finally decide it's worth it for us to hear it. So of course it's going to be a smoker. It's going to be a smoker every single time. That's my number two, by the way. Who? That's your ass. Three Who? stacks. I mean, 3,000, 100%. And he's definitely in the conversation. What makes Andre a better rapper than Andre? I mean, makes Jay-Z a better rapper than Andre? Oh, I mean, well, for one, I think there's more. I mean, you talk about triple entendres. There's more. He's done it more, right? Like, they're like I, I've had more great seasons than you have. So, so and that's like, longevity for you? Yeah, I mean, that's part of it. I mean, and like, Jay-Z has does. Magna Carta was whack, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, Jay-Z has a high quantity of, like, he's a volume shooter. Yeah. <laughs> He's a, volume, he's a shooter. volume shooter, but he'll 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 win a championship and then he'll be you know first round loser and then he'll win a championship. But, but I mean, but his catalog is so large. I mean, he's gonna win a lot of those debates. I'm just talking about on pure skill. I just don't think Jay Z is a better rapper than Andre. I tell you, it's hard to be the greatest MC to me. It's hard to be the greatest MC of all time and be a simply capable live performer. Mmm, interesting. See, that's an interesting point. And yes, that is the stage is not. Jay-Z's best. He's better in the studio than he is on stage. Mm, yeah. I stopped going to Jay-Z concerts because I'm like, 
Yo, he did it again. It's boring. He just stand there and be like rapping his well, song. Like, what, he, do something. His whole concert game to me is so amazing and underrated. Like the whole, we're going to do, I'm going to get somebody who can do stadiums and then I'm going to say, we did stadiums. Mm. Hey, Justin Timberlake. Hey, honey. But no, no, no. Jay-Z, can, Jay-Z, Jay-Z can, can sell out a stadium. No, he cannot. He, oh, 100%. No, he no, no, no. He might be able to sell out. But, he can sell out a stadium like for Summer Jam here or whatever it is. But if Jay-Z could sell out a stadium as a headliner, he wouldn't have been doing these co-headline stadiums. His greedy ass would have absolutely been taking all that money himself if he could sell a stadium here's by the himself. thing that I'm saying, right, is that J- when Jay goes into a concert, mm-hmm. his idea is just stand there, yeah. right? Uh, Kanye is giving us... Yeah. A show. Yeah, Jay does and not have a vision. Beyonce gives us a show. Yeah. He's not a vision. Like, I think he's not terribly different than me in the sense that he's not like a visual type, like conceiving of this whole thing. That's not what Jay-Z is going to give you. But what Jay-Z has is the catalog, right? So you go to a Jay-Z show, and this is why it's wild when you go to those co-headline Jay-Z shows, because he's playing Hardest City and nobody there cares. Mm. That's how I know he ain't selling out these stadiums, because mm. he's playing the real Jay-Z songs. Where I'm like, oh, okay, right. this is what's up. And nobody, and, da- and nobody down there cares, right? But if you're in a room full of people who know Jay-Z's music, it becomes about the songs. It becomes about the relationship that the audience has yeah. to the music. And it becomes a sing-along, and it almost doesn't matter. So, it's just about the set list that, for some reason, he always ends with that Young Forever joining. That, ugh, ugh, I don't like that song at all. So wait, we all said New York, well, we all said East Coast MCs, right, mm-hmm. thought... Uh, KRS and Hove. Interestingly, who's well, the, well, three stacks? You, well, he's your number two. Yeah, but so oh, who's okay, so number one, who's right. your number one Southern MC? I, I guess I answered three K. Yeah, I guess I, I think three K. I guess I would probably say Andre. I think that's a much like longer list and tricky because the thing about Andre oh. is we've always heard him in the context of a group. Yeah. Right. He hasn't been in a group in a long time. But okay, we also we haven't, haven't heard done anything. But, what I'm, I'm saying is that him. we ain't really heard him do more than one verse yeah. at a time. Right. Like Andre, I mean, Big Boy has got a solo catalog now, like right. that Andre doesn't have. A dude like Scarface, who's just fucking incredible and has album after album after album that he has had to carry himself. How do you compare that to a dude that you hear drop a verse or two at a time? That like that's yeah. that's where that gets hard for me. Yeah. I mean, I think his biggest competition is Wayne. Lil Wayne should be top ten. Uh, you talk, just, talking it, it New Orleans here. Lil Wayne's is Lil Wayne insane. It just he is he is. It just depends on how interesting you find him. Because I can't listen to a lot of him, right? Right. Like I think of him kind of similar to the way that I think of Buster Rhymes in that when they are rolling, they are absolutely incredible. Sure. I just don't necessarily find myself interested in like fourteen tracks. Oh, man. When, whenever I've whenever I've given lists, I have specifically cited No Ceilings Lil Wayne as one yes. of the handful of greatest. Yeah, at his Lil best, Wayne. man, he's just like, yes. I mean, he was like also, that, when, that dude. also when he was 15. That's what he doesn't get the credit for. He was 15 rapping with grown yes. men, and it wasn't yes. like, he was hey, come listen. He was a star. Right, yes. it was like, hey, he's rapping just as, just yeah. as well as I mean, we are. Now, you want to talk about check every box? Yes. Live performance, yes. catalog, longevity, Witty, ability, flows, voice. He, he checks. He's he's one. He checks everybody. Oh hell yeah. yeah! We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door, thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. 
My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. One of the people who helped inspire me to want to be in broadcasting is Oprah Winfrey. She's an inspiration for so many of us, but her daytime talk show was so incredible. And it told me that you could be black and authentic and real on TV. And that made me want to do it, too. Black Stories, Black Truths is NPR's new collection that's a celebration of blackness. Each of NPR's black voices are as direct, varied, distinct and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and how to create world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account of what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. Black perspectives that haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story, but now they are the story. On NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, as nuanced, and as Black as we are. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. See, I feel like even now, Wayne top 10, a lot of people would immediately go, No, he's easily no, top 10. I'm definitely top 10. Easily, easily. So that's conservative. Yeah. So is the West Coast, is it easy? The best of the West Coast? I think that's pretty easy, right? You going cute? No. Oh, you going pop? No. What? I don't even... Pac is interesting. Don't shit on Pac, please. Don't, don't do, do it. it. I, I, like I said, you, 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 you can do it in your show. You'll be doing it by yourself, buddy. <laughs> you get to that part of the conversation. Even if I agree with you, I wouldn't be saying it. No, it's Kendrick. Kendrick. I, 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 I prefer, as a rapper, the peak of Ice Cube is better than the peak of Kendrick Lamar. I could make the argument that Ice Cube has two albums that are better than anything that Kendrick Lamar has done, and that's not shade to Kendrick Lamar. No, of course not. No, of course and, not. And I'm saying, and this is those are the two Ice Cube solo albums. Straight Outta Compton is more or less an Ice Cube sure, album, yeah. and sure. he bodies that from sure. start to finish. You can make an argument that Ice Cube went from zero to the coldest in the game, straight out of Compton alone. Very fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Cube. Love Cube, incredibly important MC. I think Kendrick is more complex. We did this before. We did this before. Kendrick's you find is more complexity complex. to be intrinsically valuable, yes. and I do not. 
Yeah. Okay. I mean, you I know, don't, I, you like super rappers. I ain't really. Yes. I ain't really about the super rapper life. That's but that's not, not to say cube lack complexity. You're just saying uh, well, more okay, so, complexity. So just in general for us, right? In this conversation, if I say somebody's better than somebody else, gotcha. music, I'm not saying the other person is whack. All right. Cube is incredibly important. Gotcha. I love his music. I love those solo albums. Right. I mean, Cube getting with the Bomb Squad was important for me it's a as revolution. a New Yorker. Because we were still like, I don't know, but the West Coast NWA was dope, but I don't know. And then when he's like, yo, I'm linking with them, so I'm on your sound that you like. And I'm like, yo, these albums are incredible. And then it was like, okay, fuck it. Like, all of, fuck it. The West Coast is in, they're cool, whatever, whatever. We talk about the South also had to prove itself to New York, right? And then it did. But there was a moment when New Yorkers and, were like, and, I don't and, know about this. And the they blew you off the map. No doubt. No doubt. Just like to bring that up every now no and then. No doubt. No doubt. No, I mean, Atlanta has become the center. New Orleans is incredibly important. All that. Some people say Memphis is the center of hip hop now. And I'm like, really? Wow. I, I would say this, that as you listen like to what Atlanta was 15, 20, you know, going in 20 years ago, right? So like the Gucci Mane sound that you had come up out of that, a lot of what you hear of drill, it's a pretty short line to Juicy J, DJ Paul, and 3-6 Mafia. But this is like, our... The sound, of, the sound of rap really did come out of Memphis for good. This is ball our difference that I think we come back, you and me, Bo, because you're like... You're saying I give too many points to complexity. Yes. And like, I love KRS, right? Mm -hmm. I know KRS, right? Like, I wrote a book with him, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we went on tour through Europe. Like, I know oh, that, that sounds man. like a challenge. <laughs> yo, oh, it, oh, it was a challenge. It was a whole thing. But I'm like, yo, Rakim is doing flows, diction, internal rhymes, his whole thing, the stuff he's talking about. He's a philosopher. Yes. Yeah. In the 80s, nobody was doing philosophical yep. it, it, it So I'm like, his whole thing is way better than KRS's thing. Right? I'm like, how, hey, K, and they're standing next to It's hard to compare 80s rappers to 90s rappers. Mm -hmm. Like, they're contemporaries. They're going on tour. They're, talk, they're talking about to each other, right? They're watching. What are you doing? Like, Rakim's music is so much more complex can I, than I mean, KRS's. I mean, and that's a nice thing to say. <laughs> can I... But it's like, fuck complexity. But yeah. I mean, like, so if we kind of bouncing around the, the map here, can I ask, just to revisit something, like, is Jay-Z actually better than Nas? Like, is, is hold it, on. Is Nas better than Andre? My homeboy brought this up the other mm, day. Mm, What's, mm, like, mm. is Nas a better rapper yes. than Andre is? 100%. Why? 100%. 100%. You go so extreme, Tariq. Again, <laughs> again I mean, not saying 3K is whack. No, but you I said 100%. That's not a slam dunk. I mean, for If you me, want to make an argument is. for Nas, the I, I can live with The quality of that. the rhymes, the quality of the of the flow, the quality of his voice. I mean, I'm, I'm Nas is number two yeah. for me all time. But see, and this is what I'll say, you know, and I get where you're coming from to a degree. I think that very often, this was kind of an argument that Cube was making in 96 in the West Side Connection phase, and I think that we've seen other people make, which is that the idea of who is the best rapper or best MC of all time being determined by a bunch of dudes <laughs> going like this. Nodding and, I, and, and I have been that guy, right? I yeah. have been the dude at the Lyricist Lounge tour yeah. where all we do is standing there with our hands in our pockets, not a woman to be found. And we just <laughs> It's such a boys' club. You know, we just we just we just going like this. Yeah. Like those like those are the people who make the determination. But sometimes you gotta look up and see what the effect and impact is that these people have, not just on the connoisseur. 
And see, and that's why I think that okay. sometimes we get into the Nas space. Because look, the story of Nas just remains so amazing, right? Like this is a story that we would tell thousands of years later. Word emerged of a golden child yes. in the concrete jungle of Queensbridge. And everybody came one by one to I, visit and find out if the I child was real. I went to hell for snuffing Jesus. Yeah. And the whole world was like, we will listen to everything yeah. else you have to say. Yeah. We I love mean, you. And everybody just kind of one by one were just going. And they're like, no, it's real. And like the but idea- yo, Illmatic was that shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and, and then the the product that resulted from everything that we've heard, this is years after Live from the Barbecue, all this, right? He shows up at 14 and he does this. And then you get there and he actually turns out to be that dude. Like, it is an amazing tale that in this new era of technology cannot be replicated. But see, the thing was, then he kept rapping. And the heights <laughs> of what happened after that are very, very high, we would all agree. But it's been a hit or miss ride. He's with a hit Nas. or miss guy, and so he's at, doing well now. Well, you know what's crazy? He's running he, all his nights because now because he finally got comfortable with the idea of who he was well, instead he, of trying to be everything. He told me he likes a challenge, right? Because yeah. I was like, you know what the big criticism of you is, and he's like, yes, I do. What is it that I pick whack beats? Oh yeah, and he likes to pick these hard beats so he, he can hits, but he picks mid beats because he, he picks the monster beats. He's like, that's too easy. So that's how good he thinks he is, that I don't want Shaq on my team because I want to be the guy, yeah, he's so not good. the producer. He's saying he's so good, he makes himself worse. <laughs> I mean, you're not always going to hit. Wait, okay, best woman of all time? Lauren, Lauren Hill. Hill. Lauren Hill. <laughs> Damn, dude, easy, easy. Uh, you got I, it, it, uh, there aren't a lot. Shit, of, I don't know. You do, don't even limit her yeah, to women. Yeah, like we all, like yeah, do the yeah. Serena thing with Lauren Hill. Yeah, do the absolutely. Serena thing yeah, that absolutely. you do in tennis. Absolutely. Like don't don't limit her to just best women. There, like there, she's in the conversation with best period. We'll see. See, you had to. She's in the conversation. saying you had to cross it over. I'm saying you do not need to limit her to best women in terms of her ability. She just does not have the body of work to back up. That's a problem. The body of work is only as much of a problem as we decide that we Boom. want a body of work to Boom. be. Well, well that's somebody all I'm who said black Biggie thought, can't control it, he dropped two hours. No, but I'm saying this, but go but go across genres. Everything we're talking about from Jimi Hendrix is between 1966 and 1968, for sure. example. The Beatles use, are seven years, sure. Yeah. Guns N' Roses is living off one album, right? Well, well it's three albums. They're, the double no. album was incredible, too. Actually, they, I'm gonna keep these. I'm gonna keep these. Yeah, I'm gonna focus. Because we can I'm a, go off on that. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that, that can turn into a, a, absolutely not the podcast that anybody clicked on here to listen to is me trashing you your illusion. No, nobody uh, came around on that one. Um, but with Lauren as a rapper, yeah. and she becomes a very interesting contrast to kind of the wave of female rap that we have now. And I do not want to be the, back in my day, no, women no. carried themselves. Oh, no, nah, no, nah, yeah, nah, no, no, nah, no, you yeah, don't want to be yeah, that. Yeah. But there was an organic quality I mean, to Lil', how, Lil Kim was around at that time. Yeah. Foxy Brown was, I mean, yeah. so I mean, like they've but, been- but, but with Lauren, there was an organic quality to the way that she did this at, at, at yes. that. Like, I do find that the way that we push female rappers now, the ideas of femininity are all often so over the top yeah. at this point, right? Look, like it's very women, clear. And Lauren women. Hill's thing was this is this she looked very much like somebody you knew yeah. and was rapping better than anybody well, else while also like there was no the femininity came through at every turn. Sure. Yes. Right? Like sure, there's no question in that. In, yeah. in this very masculine art form. Like yeah. it wasn't like she was yeah. like I'm just doing what these dudes been doing forever. No, it was Dude, I am doing this. Her album, she's she's in a classroom. 
talking, a male yeah. teacher talking about love with these students. Like that to me is like what a woman would think to do. And it's yeah. beautiful and it's deep. And her music has a guiding spirit that is deeper than I want to sell oh, wait, units. I want to talk about the rap sound really, really easy. Yeah, like, that's when what you I'm listen to her, you be thinking like, no, no, you can't do that. There, like, are, there is, are two people who, if they just decided to rap, change the conversation. Lauren Hill and CeeLo Green. If those two mm. people just decided to rap mm. and not do shit else, you said Lauryn Hill's music, which is different from Lauryn yeah, Hill yeah, rapping. Yeah, we're having a different, different thing. discussion. Of course, you of know course. what I'm saying? I'm not giving her credit for singing in the rapping conversation, yeah. but both of those yeah. people have a deep relationship to spirituality, Correct. right? Which makes their, gives their music a dip, which KRS does as well, right? KRS would have a song at the end where he's talking about Christianity yeah. and spirituality, it's and sometimes you couldn't understand the song. It's but what the, Jay-Z lacks. Mm. Like, well, well, part of what I think most rap songs are about, the thesis of most rap songs is I'm the shit. <laughs> right? And I, That's I know, where it starts. I, I, I'm on the street with the shit. I got more money. I got more girls. I got more whatever it is. I'm the shit. I can rap better than you. I'm the shit. And I think in a lot of ways, Jay does that better than other than anybody else. He's up there. I think I was having dinner the other night with a very well-known and established television writer. And somebody was asking him about writing drama. And he gave him a tip that'll stay with me forever. He said, the key to writing drama is in every scene, the main character has to have something that he wants and cannot have. Mm -hmm. Like that is what is essential mm -hmm. to having drama. Mm -hmm. And so that got me thinking back to uh, the Pimp C Jeezy beef around 06 or 07. And Pimp's point always was his criticism of what Jeezy was talking about, aside from his questions about whether or not Jeezy could actually procure his cocaine at the prices <laughs> that he advertised, was that there was no remorse. Right. There was mm. nothing at any point that was like, yo, I don't know if this is what I should be doing. Right. There's no track like High Life on there or anything like that. And that's what Jay would kind of throw on like regrets at the end of the first record. You must love me at the end of the yo, second regrets record. It's a very important record. What it's a very about? important record. Mm. It's also the worst record on the album. <gasps> you must love me. No. It's, it's an album with a lot of really regrets good songs. Regrets is not the it's an, worst. It's an album with a lot of really good songs. But he never sounds truly convincing to me. In that oh, place, no, come but on. That's, and that's my, my brother that's, shot me. Right, he, I feel that. I feel that in my oh, because that time your brother shot you and hit you right there no, in the same exact not. place. But, but I mean, no, the way he's telling the story, I'm there with damn, him. I believe. I just that. shot my nigga and ran off into the night as like if that, nah, my, my nigga. Nick, yes. I feel like you could have done a little better than that. I don't find him convincing in those spaces. I found that the reason the blueprint hit so hard is that for the first time he could hit those emotional spaces. Like that was, but for me. Selling the there are things I want that I cannot have has been a difficult place for Jay because his whole steez is I, I can have. I always I win. I never yeah. lose. Right. And yes. that's my point. And that's that's who's yeah. the most slept on MC in your opinion of all time? Slept on. That's so in your one. opinion, who should be considered much higher than they are? Besides Black Thought? Because I, well, I, I, I think I'm in the minority on you that. Can, you I, can, I, I, I still don't believe he gets the credit he deserves. Dude, this, but, the thing know. is, for me, this list is so long. Yeah. And like the people I throw out, I know the first name I'm going to throw out. I'm not saying this is the definitive answer okay. to this, it's but I, it's an mind. answer. Yeah. Get ready. I'm going to look at you, and you look at him, and tell All me right. how this goes. Okay. Juvenile should be way higher up on people's lists. Told you that would happen. 
Told you that would happen. What? Juvenile? Just fucking yes. wreck shop on Tiny please, Desk. Please continue. Yes, first of all, he wrecked shop <laughs> on Tiny Desk. You go first, back go back and listen to 400 Degrees. First he is name? wrecking shop. I, was say, I told you as a I'm not person, saying, and I did it because I knew I'm that not you saying, would do that. I'm not I mean, saying he's go back to big dope or whack. If you want. I'm saying that's your number one. I did, but, I, but I told you it wasn't number one. But, but in terms of underrated yeah. as an MC, yes. and by the way, a game changing, well, a legitimate MC and pioneer. Because Bounce for the Juvenile is one of the most important rap records that anybody's ever made. Right? Okay. Like that is the genesis of New Orleans Bounce. Starts there. But that wasn't him though. Bounce for the Juvenile. That wasn't him. No, that wasn't that wasn't him. Wasn't him? No, that wasn't him. But it's, I mean, it, coincidentally, but I don't, I don't believe that was I'm him. I'm almost positive it's him. Okay, now you're gonna make me feel bad. You got like <laughs> the, 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 the T Tucker dude did like DJ Jimmy. It was the T Tucker cat. I forget which. If which that was bounce for if the dude that did bounce for is, the juvenile, is juvenile. Is juvenile, is juvenile, and they sound completely different. Well, he was like 12, 13 years. Maybe old. It was. Who else is on your Who else is on your list of most I, slept on? Oh wait, but before you, before you answer that though, real quick yeah. on juvenile, I just want to echo your point about. So there's a w reasons why somebody can be underrated or slept on. Mm -hmm. Juvenile, especially from a contemporary standpoint, has been reduced to back that ass up yes. or even ha, huh, you know what I'm saying, yeah. without really recognizing his body of work and how brilliant an MC yeah. he actually but is. But also I would argue not appreciating the impact of ha itself. That is one of the few singles that you can say there's a before and after. Yeah, nobody did anything like that A before. huge part of nobody the rise of Jay-Z like is tied to him jumping on that high remix, being terrible on it. But yeah. it was the cosign of that mm. for Cash Money to shit. New York. But also on the <laughs> other side, it was Jay-Z being one of the few New York rappers to be like, I'm going to come down there and do what it is that y'all are doing down there. Yeah. The video, which to Gr me is the greatest rap video ever made. right? But that was the one that truly ushered the South in. Like, No Limit was still seen as a novelty. Outcast was kind of seen as, oh, yeah, they from the that South, but they, they own thing. I say that and Big Pimpin', which coincidentally I, both featured Jay-Z. I could say Outcast, because those of us who New Yorkers who want complexity, who want intellectualism, want to be hit where Chuck D and Nas mm -hmm. were hitting us, Outcast from the beginning. I remember my man called me like, yo, you heard that Southern Yeah, they landed. Yeah. That's the shit. Yeah, yeah. they landed from in the a beginning. Way them yeah. and 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 a slightly lesser Goody Mob, Goody Mob yeah. would hit New Yorkers on a level of like, yo, that's that shit. Because yeah. they because they were able to speak in a way that we were able to understand. Mm -hmm. I don't think to me and not a knock, but I don't think juvenile juvenile hit where I want what I want from hip hop. So I, the, so it I didn't land for me. I encourage you to go back and do it again because I but think what happens. But I think what happens to us with a lot of those things when they come out in the time because Four Hundred Degrees came out twenty five years ago. We're locked into what we thought about it then. True. I'm telling you, if you go back, I don't think that most people in your position were able to truly get around the accent, past the gold teeth, and everything else to oh, appreciate yeah. exactly oh, no. what was mm. what exactly what was going on. Oh there. no, no, definitely was, not. Definitely was, not. The South had, let's say, a performative. It, let me not put an adjective to it. The southernness of it mm -hmm. did took a while for New York to understand. Mm -hmm. All those things they talk slower. You know the things they were talking about. They're just doing themselves. New Yorkers were used to going faster, being more overtly intellectual. It took us longer to understand yep. what they were doing. Yep. And, and, the like, and guys like Ti, who I can rhyme just as I fast think, as you, I New think Yorkers, Ti is is slept on in terms of like he and Ludacris both. Those are for real deal, all time greats yes. that we have to think about yeah. in those contexts. Yes, Killer Mike has slowly Killer become Mike. somebody that I think is like just in, like some people are born to rap. 
Whether you agree with what genius. that dude is talking dude's about, that dude. Is so wait, who else crap. is on your? You said you said you just threw out juvenile just to fuck with me. No, I threw no, it out I there because I mean, you no, mean, but you real. said that's not my number one most slept. Who is your number slept one most on slept on? Hard. That's a good question. Bun B comes to mind. Who? Bun B? I, I feel like it's been a long time since he's been slept on, though. Like, yeah, that's, that's what fair. happens is we wind up throwing out what people is slept that, don't on? Nobody what sleep, that, that don't nobody sleep on. That yeah. we, that you meet what I love them, and I'm like, oh, why don't you? I tell you, somebody slept on. MC Ren is slept on. Really? Even wow. if you're just talking about it only in the context of the NWA stuff, uh-huh. right? Like, he ain't pros. Right, the people like 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 he's oh man, bros. we had Cube out no, here, no. we had these other cats, and then this MC Ren dude, who we don't even give good as, parts in the but movie. But is he Fife? Is he as good as Fife? He's better than Fife. I got one. Better than Fife. I got one, and we ain't even brought up because we talked about mostly individuals. We ain't even talked about groups. Inspector Deck. Inspector Deck. I mean, Probably, Deck, Deck like, is dope. When you Deck talk about Wu Tang members, like he he is not somebody that immediately comes no, to no. mind. Yeah. But some of the dopest verses, and a solo album wasn't great, but some of his, the dopest verses in Wu Tang history come from Inspector uh, Deck. 100%. I mean, for me, Jay Electronica. The music he slept on. Like, oh, he's I, just I, asleep I feel like we're like, I feel like we're very awake of the, relative I mean, to his what? actual level of output. I feel oh like my we're more gosh, we're talking about body be. of work. Okay, like we, we yeah. waiting. Like, like who's I, that person? That's but like, you, hey, but you want to talk about your your, your man Jay Z? Beat the shit out of Jay Z. Jay Z called himself getting on Jay Electronica album. That didn't go well for Jay Z. At all. It didn't go well for Jay Electronica <laughs> either. I love that. that I love that album. That album. I love that, that album. album? No. I love that no. album. No. I thought that album was that great. Album. Hold on. But, okay. he, but Jay-Z was the second best rapper on that album, for the record. What does eating healthy mean to you? Whatever your eating goals, Thrive Market is the best place to get all your groceries and household essentials. And getting Thrive shipped to your door is like having a great supermarket right outside your house. I love that Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and ethical sourcing methods. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks or low sugar alternatives or gluten-free essentials, Thrive Market's got it and their site lets you curate your shopping experience quickly. And as a Thrive member, I save on every order, usually about 30%, which of course I love. And when you join, you help a family in need with the membership matching program. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a $60 gift for free. Go to thrivemarket.com slash for 30% off your first order plus that free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E Market dot com slash Torrey thrive market dot com slash Torrey this episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus get in loser Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic get ready for more of the rumors backstabbing and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises rated PG-13 wear pink and head to Paramount Plus dot com to try it free so I think it's important in hip hop to divide duos from groups because duos and groups oh, are doing different so, things. There we go. Slept on. Now that you bring that up, and I don't know how we allowed this to happen. EPMD. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Dope. Wildly slept on. Well, who's the best duo? And then later Outcast. we'll go into groups. So you got to have two people. Okay. Do they both have the rap? Uh, See, that's a difficult question. Eric B and Rakim. I mean, like in the '80s, there was a lot. They are a group. Eric B and Rakim. Yo, they don't really like each other, but they are performing together to this day, right? right? So, like, 
I mean, your man Chuck D is another example. Is that a group? That's a group. That's a group. That's a group. Right? Because Terminator X is part of the group. And Flavor Flav is not just a hype man. Right. Right. He would do his own songs. Right, All right so, so duos. I mean, it's it's complicated. So we're talking duos, duos. Right, UGK, there's only two UGK, people in the group. Outcast for me is see, because like okay, I would include Gangstar is a duo, Gangstar, right? Yeah. Premier is very important, yeah. right? So to a, what, be a that's a duo, yeah, okay, right? Because so, there's only yeah. two. So Primo don't rap, right? right? Mm-hmm. Pete Pete Rock raps, quote unquote. That's yeah. a duo, right? Yeah. But we don't go to it for his rapping, right? So no. the, so both people don't have to rap. It's the, from a contemporary sense. You just mentioned it, Run the Jewels. Interesting. That, yeah, it's interesting. just tricky because they forty. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like, I could make an argument to run the jewels is the best rap group working right now, yeah. but it doesn't really matter because of the age they are. Like, mm. you can't. You can make very, very, very good music, and I go to all these shows mm. and I highlight them at the show, like all of that stuff. Yeah. But it doesn't mean the same thing as it would if somebody's making the same quality of music it, and they was 25 outcast years old. Outcast is the best duo. Yeah. Right? I don't think there's much of an argument. Right, yeah. right, yes. right. I mean, who's, if they both rapping. Who's, who's the best group? Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang or Tribe? Wu-Tang or Tribe? That's, that's the tough one between those two for me. I I think that I, if you were to ask me like whose music I enjoy the most, like Wu-Tang, it also gets unwieldy because there's so much stuff in like what we're talking about, right? And Tribe is up there, but... Sometimes we just need to not get too cute. The greatest rap group of all time is probably Run DMC. Mm, interesting. You know, and and I think something about that older rap that we don't give enough credit to mm. is there was nowhere to hide. Like you are a tennis guy. The thing that makes tennis so compelling You're is alone. there's nowhere to hide. You're alone. Right? Like you out there, you are by yourself. So like the Wimbledon final with Alcaraz, um, we watched him fall apart in that first set. But there was nowhere to hide, so he had time to get himself back together and figure it out. But you, like, there's, it's you. Dude, what all you was working with was basically a microphone, some turntables, and a drum machine? It is you. And them them two dudes, as commanding as they were in the energy that comes through on just, you know, know, once you get to tougher than leather, it gets a little They were kind of alone as far as the they are the first superstars of of rap culture yeah. right so they were kind of alone in terms of determining like well how do we do it when we get to like a stadium level and we're the first mm-hmm. on Johnny Carson and the first in Rolling Stone and like how do we you know so they're groundbreaking um and i don't think you can understand if you weren't there they were not controversial oh, Everybody loved Run DMC. Yeah. There was no, I think Ice T said this in the document. There was no, nobody was like, well, I don't like Run DMC. Like, what, even, because even the white kids were like, well, there's rock in there. So I'm fucking with them right. for that, right? So they're able to take it to, for me, see, I keep calling, I like complexity, De La Soul. Love Wu Tang, extraordinarily complex. We had group now, huh? I love De La Soul. We already talked about That's NWA. That's my heart. That's yeah, me, yeah. the number one group of all time. Yeah, okay. see, like, and these things get tricky because, like, for me, when we start talking about, like, personal attachment, it gets into a different space, right? Well, it's music. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, but I'm saying, but, like, there's a way, in part, because I've been covering sports for so long, that you have to be able to back out and be like, like, Dominique Wilkins is my favorite player of all time. Sure. You know, comma, however, there's some limitations, <laughs> right. right? Right, sure. right, They don't make me love them no less. Sure. But, like, I listened to, because I picked up the um, self-titled Run DMC album on vinyl the other day. And when it's like that, jumps out there, oom, oom. And when you think about how little they have to say, it's just the commanding presence of their voices and their sense of rhythm and all of that. You can complex this all the way up and put all these other things on top of it. And you'll still wish you could strip all that down just to get those things. But to me, and I know I'm 
co-signing a, a late 80s, 90s group, right? If Run DMC is the greatest group of all time, we've never advanced since the early 80s. But I don't think it means that we haven't mm. since advanced. Since the mid-80s, nobody's outdone. That's the, the way I think we talked about this before. Babe Ruth is right. the best. Babe, but, so nobody no, but, in 100 but, years is but, better than but, Babe fucking but I Ruth? Don't, I don't think it's so simple as just the idea of outdoing. So much of it is capturing a moment and capturing a feeling and being able to convey that. And it may be that the baddest motherfucker to ever do it happened to come out in 1980, right? right. So Brown's still the best running back. Yeah, you know, right. So somebody can make more complex music and we can find new things, but feelings are very basic. And mm. not every, like, have the people come around that maybe could do technically better things? Sure, but can they get you right there in the same way? The group that does not that is, is The Roots. I mean, just being consistent. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. number mm -hmm. one MC is Black Thought. Mm -hmm. The Roots would probably be my favorite group. Mm -hmm. We're talking best of all time. That's another part, too, that I always struggle with hip-hop conversations. Favorite versus best. Because I'm every question you've asked, I'm answering from, from me. Yeah. And, yeah, of and course. Yeah. Of but course. best, I mean. Like, Outkast is still like my thing. I, I have a fortunate overlap on that one. I don't have to start qualifying when it comes right. to This is Outkast. where it right. starts to drive me nuts. Like when the kids. If you talk about Drake is your favorite rapper, that's your personal belief. And that's fine. If you say he's the best, now you've stepped out That's what I'm of saying. your personal shit, and yeah. now I'm triggered, and yeah. now I'm upset. <laughs> yes. Because there's no fucking way Drake yes. is the best anything, right. not that, of today, not of, right. like, what the fuck? That's why I try here. to be particular, right? Why I would not argue with you about what you said about De La Soul, right? Because yeah. it sure. hits you in that very, yeah. very particular place. Like, wouldn't fight you. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like, they not my favorite group from Long Island. But get where you're coming from. Cool. We could all live on that one. It's when we start telling other people their stuff is whack. Yeah. That's when it gets, that's when the fighting starts yeah. coming up, you yeah. know? What is your, do you have a general critique of the genre? Because we were all in this 40, 50 years, yeah. right? Well, I'm in it 50 years. Y'all in it 40 yeah. years because y'all are kids to me. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I didn't realize y'all was a decade like, last, younger than me. the first time you heard hip-hop? Like, shit, I don't know. I, I was like, already out the in womb? it. <laughs> out the womb. You're like hip-hop natives. Yeah. Um, but we've been in it and loving it for a long time. We speak as insiders who love it in our heart. But, you know, without being like, get off my lawn back in the day. But, you know, I miss the political spine that used to be so important to this. I learned a lot mm -hmm. listening to Public Enemy, mm -hmm. listening to Poor Righteous Teachers, listening to KRS-One. Mm -hmm. It didn't even have to be a political rapper. You might have one song on your record that's talking about the police or the free breakfast program or the Panthers or whatever, right? Shout out to Paris, right? Like Kendrick will give you some of that, right? The Roots might give you some of that, but I feel like overall that has kind of gone away. Yeah, like, when's the last time we had some rap with some good old fashioned crack pop religion in it? Rap mm. was a lot better when we got some crack pop religions, right? Mm. Like these cats, like the idea that any of us outside of New York know anything about the five percenters is entirely from about rap. Mm -hmm. The gods and, and earth. I, and I'm better for it. I feel like I'm better for it. Like, like it, ain't, it ain't my steez. It's not what I'm going down, right. but I feel like I'm better for it. But it I do the black think, press. I'm not supposed to eat pork. I didn't know right. that. Okay. But you're right. There was a fundamental spirituality. And I say this not as a spiritual person, not as a religious person, any of those things, but I recognize it makes all the music better, right? Like there, it, 
there is a lack of what I would call an organic foundation, I feel like, in what I guess what we would term as mainstream rap. Because there's somebody out there doing all these things that we're talking about, right? So I was like, anybody doing this, there's probably greater levels of variety than we mm -hmm. have. But I think you're right. The spine of it doesn't really feel like much anymore. And it feels like, I've always felt it's a bit cliche to be like, rap came from the street. The street's a broad term. There are a few sure. different streets. You know, a few cul-de-sacs rap came out of, but it did come out of something that was on the <laughs> ground, right? It feel like it all come from the internet now, right? Mm. Like the like the point of origin is sitting at your computer as opposed to being around people. See, to that point, groups. I felt like before, if you came out of Newark, I got a sense of what's going yes. on in Newark. What are y'all driving? What sure. is the color y'all like? What club do y'all go to? Houston, we like candy paint, yes. this, da, 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 da. What kind of drug are y'all doing? I know what the drug of choice is in Oakland because y'all talking about it and the dance and okay, I got a sense of what streets are y'all, what restaurants. Right. It's very nationalized now. Yes, it's right? the worst thing to ever happen. Where, where are you from? I don't know, I love ASAP Rocky. I, just listen to music. Would you know he's a New Yorker? Like, <laughs> no, no. I know. and that's no. not a critique of him, but of the genre in general. I appreciated the specificity of it. This is my community. I'm talking about. We don't really do that anymore. I miss that. Can I ask a question? Like, we've gone this entire conversation, not to go back to you know where you were and run, but like we didn't talk about Biggie or Pac. We we ran away from him shitting on Pac for <laughs> self preservation purposes. And I think I referenced Biggie and said it wasn't his fault he only we, dropped two albums. We but how do we have need, a whole conversation we don't about greatest MC? I think <laughs> I think we should have a few more conversations where we don't talk about them. And it's no shade. And to not them. from a state, not from a beef standpoint. No, no, not no, from, no, no, no. I don't. Yeah. I, I mean, it all. They overshadow. Yeah, like what I feel like happened, and you were more in the weeds in this at this time, but. The years 1994 to 1997 mm -hmm. is really when the mainstream rock press sure. finally showed up in earnest Interesting. to sure. the rap scene. So now we're talking coverage. And okay. that's what they got, yeah. right? Like it was yeah. these two figures and especially Especially if you're just some white dude from New York. Imagine how fascinating it is. The gangsters from the left side of the map and the gangsters from the right side of the map, right? And you got Puff, who is this fascinating character himself. And then you've got Suge sure. and you got all the gang stuff and you got everything. Mm. And so it was like suddenly there was this rise to these are the top two rappers of all time from a lot mm. of people. When we hadn't even really truly come to the conclusion that they were the top two rappers in 1996. Sure. Yeah. You that, know? So, yeah. but, okay, but. Conversely, you use the word overshadow, does the coverage, does the drama, does the East Coast, West Coast beef, does that whole thing overshadow just how fucking great they both were? I think it they overshadows how work. great Tupac was. And they he makes he makes the argument that the greatness of Tupac actually comes as a result of all the coverage. No, 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 no. no, 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 you, no. But you last time I was here. You told me that if we strip away all the drama from it, how you, great an MC are we really if talking you, about? If, you just said what you missed in hip-hop, that was too popular. If, 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 if I could erase all the stuff that happened outside of the studio, shot a cop, beat up the Hughes brothers, blah, blah, blah. I mean, Pac was viral before there was the internet. We were constantly talking about he went to a restaurant and wilded it out. Mm. He shot somebody here and got away with it. He's a Black Panther child. And, and I love all that. Right, and it was real, right? It wasn't like made up and fast, but all of that gets wrapped in the conversation about Pac. Yeah. And, and when we're talking about Big, 3K, uh, KRS, Chuck, 
the greatest MCs, I'm like, Pac is not rapping on that level. Yeah, right. If he's in your top but why, ten, but it, I'm like, but wait, but, no, why, but why are you limiting it to that though? Yeah. I think that's, I think that's, that's the same the mistake as limiting it to record sales. It's like Pac. No, okay. I'm talking about what do I hear when I press play. Right, but this is but that's all I'm talking about. What do you hear? Yeah, see, see, that I think we're about to get to the same yeah. point, right? And this is where it becomes like the delineation between how you feel about Daylight versus what we would say like best or whatever. I was talking to my man about this, who was like, when he plays me against the world, mm -hmm. it is his cousin's life, mm -hmm. right? It's not his, mm -hmm. but like all the triumph, all the tragedy, everything else, he hears that life. Like there's this, there's a whole subset of people, and I always said I recognize, I was not into Pac like that growing up, like other people were. Because quite honestly, man, we was kind of huxtabulling over here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Got these <laughs> professor pairs. We got these pool in the backyard. I'm looking at Pog like, damn, dog. Be easy, man. It ain't that bad. But right. for him, it was that bad. And those times were that bad for so many people. And those people who hear Pog and they're like, this is my life. This yes. is my story. This is my struggle. Nobody's ever hit in that way for right. people who were in that space. You so asked us the question earlier, like who did we see ourselves in? Like how many people saw themselves in pop? Or oh, I know. So I, I know. I, I think Torrey, you can be a definitive figure in hip hop and not be from a skill set standpoint, from a substance standpoint, you may not be among the greatest of all time, but you can still define this genre. And you can't tell a story of hip hop yep. without Tupac being in the first chapter. And he yes, and, and, yes that, I think that's really well said. And, and, and let me ask you this though. Who, how many rappers, because like the thing that makes Pimp C a dope rapper, no matter what anybody says, is the outright sincerity. The you believe every word. Oh, <laughs> you know, I had to brace myself. You never know with this guy. Um, <laughs> but like he meant every word he said. Pimp C's favorite rapper is Pac, no question. That was the thing about Pac. No matter what it was that he was talking about, man, you believed Yo, every he's, single he's word. He's like hip-hop Jesus, right? In that almost everybody who comes after him is basically like praying to him. I think there was a while on um, Cribs when it was like, yo, all of you have shrines to pop in your house somewhere? Like, Jesus Christ. I'm not He mad. is to rappers what Kobe is to this modern generation oh, of basketball 100%, players. 100%. You know? 100%. They love it. I'm just saying, when we put on the music and forget about all the Jesus stuff and all the shooting people stuff and the Black Panther stuff, is his music as good, as intelligent, as complex, as... What Biggie three K? Yeah, what it depends on what you, ask, you ask. What it make you feel is what it comes back to, right. man. Mm. And, and answer your question. Yes, yeah. it was complex. It was intelligent. Yes. Yeah. What what did a lot of that other shit inform think, the I'm lyrics? Saying, I also think yeah. you're he's, overstating I'm not the intelligence of some he, of these other I'm people not that saying you're bringing he up. Wasn't right. I'm like because nobody was more political than Tupac. As a rapper. Well, let me ask you this. I don't you, know about that. I mean, on, like, Chuck, Cube. I think yeah, but you I, kept, like, But, like, see, this is why I feel like there's a window dressing going on here. Because, like, you kept throwing up Nas in that intelligence list. You ever listen to that song he made for the kids Uchi, with, Wala, all the, Wala. with all the factual... No, no the, song <laughs> oh. with, the song for the kids with all the factual errors no, in it. I, I one, know, one, I know. I know I can. And he was... what I want to be. Yeah, I yeah, know, I mean, I and know. I get what he was trying to do, but he was telling them things that were factually untrue. <laughs> no, all this, I'm saying is a lot is of what you would call an intelligence is really just being a good poet. 
And so I think that very often plain spoken is treated as not being as intelligent mm. when the real move is to get there and get to the point as quickly as you possibly can. And say what you want about Tupac, you understood exactly what he was talking about on the back end. If I got to go back and listen to it twice, you probably didn't do your job as the rapper. I, I mean, in mm. the point to relate to people and, yeah. and no matter, no matter, I can't really, I can't relate to getting shot, see, but everybody relate to Tupac. This is where you and I fundamentally disagree. You're like, if I have to listen to it twice, you didn't do your job. Probably like, not. No. There, if you are a well, you can listen to it twice because you just want to. No, no, I mean like, 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 no, I mean like, you could say something deep, and I got to listen to it two, three times to, to fully process get it, it. Yeah. My to fully job, understand what you're my saying. My job is the communicators to make myself as easily understood as possible. See, is I what think, I'm saying. No, I don't. No, but I'm saying, but I don't think you give enough credit for people who go about this in such a way to where you get it the first time. Okay, so there's two things true. That's true, but you could also miss something that was so yes, subtle. You That's you what I'm saying. Yes, Rock him. Yeah. You did not understand that first time. No, you can't. You Black Thought you is did. the master that. I got to listen to Black Thought three, four times. Like, yeah. Oh, I right. understand it deeper. That's yeah. cool, but I'm saying that there could be a value and a see, demonstration of intelligence and simplicity. But it's different than some other art forms. The musician wants you to listen to it over and over. So if I Some of them. if I get it too fast, right? If I get your message too fast, too easily, what is there for me to rediscover on a seventh, tenth, fiftieth listen? I remember that, we that did is a, such we did, a narcissistic way to look at <laughs> your no, no, no. Work. I need no, I, mean, I, I need I, you I, to listen to it over and over. That's that's what music is. That I expect you to listen to it again and again, right? And if I keep getting new things out of the music. I feel rewarded, right? I remember listening to Public Enemy. We did some trip in college to to England for like a month or some shit. And I would go on jogs listening to Public Enemy. I think it was a third or fourth album. And every fucking time I'd find some other thing. I didn't okay. realize Chuck was saying that. I didn't realize Hank had put that piece of sound there. And, and I'm like, you keep giving me more yeah. every listen. Each listen is rewarding me again. Yeah. I love that. I don't want to understand it the first time. I want to keep having to go back to it and, and get more and out of it. that's how you're going to feel when you go back and listen to 400 Degrees again. <laughs> you're going to go back and find all these things that you didn't find in the first listen. I'm just saying that a lot of these people that you talk about probably demonstrate some of those same qualities. You just ain't going back and listening twice because it don't sound like it's supposed to be what the intelligent music is. Is. And that's what I think comes like when I hear what you're saying about Pac, I think there's definitely levels and layers to all, especially in terms of emotional coding and all the things that are going on within yeah. one song. We talk about Pac, and you make me think about there's been so much death in hip hop culture. Um, from I, th I was trying to think what was the first, I think Big L was the first big notable death. Well, Big L died in 97. Was it that late? I think so. I think he was a little earlier than that. Pac died September of 96. 96 right? Big I think died Big March of 97. 97. Yeah. Easy E died spring of 95. And we and we had already felt a culture, I think, a culture of death before then, right? Some of them are unnatural, big, you know, and some of them are natural. True Goy, Bismarck. I, mean, I mean, Scott LaRock died in what, 87? Scott LaRock is one of the early ones that like really hurt a lot of people and was like, damn, like shit is happening out here. And I wonder just like, I don't think any other musical culture is dealing with that over multiple decades. And what do you think that, what is that about? And what do you, how do you, how do you feel about that? Well, are they not dealing with it? Or is it not presented and packaged in the same way? Right. 
Because it's like, okay, if hip hop, okay, so hip hop is a is black music. Yeah. So violence and death in the black community is covered, discussed, analyzed, and counted in a different way than violence or death in the white community. Do you think that rock and roll is dealing with the no, same I, I thing? Mean, it, it, and it I'm may, not saying it's pathological. It may not be a, dri- it it may it not be a drive-by in Las Vegas after a Mike Tyson fight, okay? Yeah. Or it may not be, you know, quote-unquote black-on-black crime. But, I mean, Kurt Cobain killed himself. Sure. I, I, mean, mean, like, it di- I mean, it did. Like, we start talking about late 60s, early 70s in particular. We definitely say that the pall of death around rock was... There was, I mean, there, there was definitely some of them, many of them. I feel like we have had a lot of it, right? And like, I think it's an extension of some of what we're dealing with in terms of, you know, there's a lot of crime and over too many guns in our community. There's also too many guns in America, uh, 100%, but, but, our community, 100%. But, but I don't think the, but there's also about, medical you're issues about from the streets versus the cul-de-sac. Like, you can't be a reflection. The content matches their, their lived experiences. Those lived experiences are going to have a shelf life if you're actually living what you're rapping about, as the case yeah, may be. But also, it's young people with access to a whole lot of stuff, and they do yeah. stuff. But, but we're big. Like, it's, it's not just gunplay, right? We're way yeah, past that. Like right, but I mean, Bismarcky like, and True Goy and, yeah. and some other folks like, who died of natural causes way too young. Yeah. But that's, I, that's not exclusive to hip hop. No, oh, but sorry. what I think yeah. is happening to hip hop, though, is that also. This is the first generation of hip hop to get into middle age, right? Yeah. And this is a point at which like people die. We starting to know people that yeah, are yeah, yeah, dying. You know, what it, yeah. you know, you know, this yeah. is but like soul music and R and B, we had a whole lot of people dying in Correct. the sixties and seventies. And we Correct. had Sam Cooke get smoked in a hotel room a couple years later, Otis Redden dies in a plane Pink crash. Right. You know, like I mean, just throwing one out there and like Minnie Repperton dies Marvin of cancer Gay. at thirty one. Tammy right. Terrell dies, yeah. like Marvin Gaye dies at forty five. I mean, like, everybody has death. Are you saying that you saying that it's wrong to think that hip hop has had more than its share of death versus other musical cultures? I think that you would be difficult to me to measure that comparatively. Like I, I'm not in a place where I could say that I'm just like for certain. No, it's more of us because like you go into heavy metal world, man. There's all kinds of them died I, all kinds of times. I think places, it's because of the glorification. You asked like a, a critique. Like some people's critique is that hip hop glorifies violence. Mm-hmm. So I think therefore when it's touched by actual violence, mm-hmm. like I said, it's gonna it's gonna be viewed differently but, than in other. But genres. also as this music in the popular space, at least for lack of a better term, I would say came of age in the 1990s, which was an era that was defined by all this violence, by all this murder, why you got all these funeral dirges, mm. right? Where, you know, what was that terrible? The DRS dudes could do the Gangsta Lean song and have mm. nothing else. Like, people were really, I didn't fully catch this because my life wasn't that, but people yeah. were really feeling them crossroads funeral songs because yes. they was going to yes. a lot of funerals. Yes. Like, there was yes. a lot of death that was associated yes. with that time. And so I think that's become, like, become treated as, like, this classic era of rap. And so we do think of it in that way. But yeah, there's a lot of kids out here that are, and we see now, especially these, like it gets me when you would like open up the Apple News app and they'll be like rapper blankety blank died. You ain't never heard of that. They just found out somebody, like once they found out George Floyd did a screw tape, all of a sudden he became a rapper. And I I think that's why why I I do wonder about that when I hear people who I've never heard of before you know, and were they really a rapper? You got shot in Memphis. Were you really a rapper? Or was that just something you kind of did on you the rapped, side and you're right? actually at FedEx or whatever? But, like, but, but I love how we've incorporated the coverage of it all. Because how many times or how often, I should say, has rap 
been weaponized. Oh my God. As like the reason what these kids are shooting one another is the rap music. Sure. As opposed to the rap music reflecting the fact that we're shooting one another. Yes. Whether you're white, black, or other. We have a gun problem in this country. It is a violent country. It was yes. built and found on violence. 100%. So the music is a reflection of that. But when we do it, you know, it's cool when they do it. It's probably when I do it. Fuck it. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, it, it, it's interesting you say that. The weaponization of hip all the way up to the highest us. levels of government yeah you know? has, has i mean we've been we've been seeing that since the 80s it was huge in the 80s yeah. it, definitely in the 90s i mean like you know it's definitely called the cause of the problems right. in america Rap music and video games, right? oh my god yeah. do you still love it oh yeah you still love it yeah but not, i but i don't a, listen to anything contemporary i'll nah, be honest with you nothing well, i love practically. it practically i still i think i love it as an idea as much as anything else. Like, do I listen to a lot of contemporary rap? No. But that don't mean I don't love rap no more. Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. You know? Correct. Um, but yeah, yeah. Like, there's still a dope-ass rap song. There's still a feeling that I get from hearing that. Mm -hmm. That Like, I was listening to our, or I watched a couple of weeks ago the Prince uh, Live from Syracuse mm -hmm. Purple Rain Tour concert. You watched that again? You put me I, on I, in that when it first came out. I found a mastered <laughs> version, right? Like, I found it. And I find that the things that I love the most, I listen to the least because I'm just looking, even if it's not something new in terms of the calendar, like new to me, I'm always going to something else, right? Yeah. And then you go back to those things that were your favorites and you're just like, oh man, it's on fire like it hasn't been, like this is what this is. Yeah. And it still happens to me when I go back and just listen to something I love. There's something about a rap beat that still does it like I nothing mean, yeah. else can. I, let no. me correct myself. I said I don't listen to anything. I, I listen to Sirius XM Hip Hop Nation all the time. So I'm listening to what's – I don't – it doesn't talk about – it doesn't hit me here the same way. Not I don't enjoy it. Maybe that's a me thing. Maybe it's less about where hip hop is today and more where I am in my life. 100%. That it doesn't resonate with me what they're doing now versus Outkast and Goody Mob. I mean, you know, you know Wu -Tang. when, when we're younger, these I artists I love Griselda Gang. Okay, yeah, no, they're them. amazing, amazing. Yeah. When we're younger, these artists become part of our identity. Yeah. I am a public enemy guy. That's who I am. That's what I'm all about. We got families, we got careers. It's not like that for us anymore. There's no artist who like represents who I am yeah. as a person the way you knew. He's always listening to Public Enemy. That's his shit. Or I'm still listening to the guys that's still doing it. Like I, just, I mentioned King's Disease earlier. Not like still doing this. Talk about to hear somebody interact with a beat in a really interesting way and like flow over a beat and a great, I'm like, that's my shit. The kids are still doing it. They're still crushing it. I'm mm. fucking with that. I don't, my, so I listen to a lot so of- So what new ice? dudes you like? You got some new dudes out there? Who you like? I can't, I can't- I mentioned Griselda gang. No, I, I can't, great. I can't necessarily sit here and say, you gotta fuck with such and such. My kids yeah. put me on like, yo, I wanna hear Ice Spice. I wanna hear Coyle Roy. I wanna yeah. hear, uh, you know, we like Megan for a, for a while. Still like Megan. She could yeah. spit. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, they like Nikki a little bit. You know, they fuck with. Does everything the, have to be kind of sophisticated for you, or can you just be amused by it? That because you know who amuses the fuck out of me, Moneybag Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Every now and then, there's somebody like Cameron had the amusing lady. See, you know, good job. Like I remember, yeah. was it Lil B who came out of Oakland, mm. right? Who was supposedly the worst rapper ever? I'm like, let me see. Mm. I, and I was like, yo, I understand what he's doing, yeah. and he's not trying to do the thing that I want you to do to flow. But I'm like, yo, I understand you. I'm fucking with you. I like what you're trying to do. So it doesn't have to always be that. I'm like, I yeah. understand what you're trying to do. Yeah. And I get it. 
but I mean, yes, the the that other thing, that intellectual thing, does sure. hit me harder. But I we mean, become our parents, man. We, we just basically what we're saying is they don't make it like they used to. No, they don't. What it is is they don't make it for us. <laughs> yeah. We don't. We're yeah. not the demo anymore. Yeah. See, one thing I had to realize, and I think I, I did a story on Amigos and really did a deep dive on them, and this is where I first started to realize, in the '90s, it became more dense as far as more words per minute. The verses were like you know, like a verse would be like let's say. 100 words in the 80s, it would be like 60 words, right? So we're getting, you couldn't go any more dense than they were doing. So they had to go in another direction. So the songs get less dense. Mm. And some of us are like, well, that's less complex than what they were doing. And they add in uh, ad libs, right? To like make it, to fill in the space so it don't sound airy. And I had to be like, yo, that's, that's dope. That's what they're doing, right? And that's dope. And that's their reaction to the complexity of the 90s. You can't keep going any, right? We, we wouldn't understand the word. And I don't like these rappers where I can't understand mm -hmm. at all what you're saying. Who's who's that guy out of Chicago who could do like, you know, 200 words oh, a minute? Twisted was incredible. Twisted. I, could I could understand every word, though. Twisted was great. <laughs> but like Migos are a great like example for me in bringing up where it ain't my generation. But them dudes are really, 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 really good. Like, no, they, are, they are the greats of their time. Like, I had to explain to somebody mm. when Takeoff died, he's got to be like, no, for them, this is going to be like one of the Beatles died. And they do kind of matter mm. that Did much. You? See, like, I like Yachty. I fuck with I fuck with little Yachty. And it's not yeah. it's not like, great flows, great diction. But I'm like, yo, I just like that kid. See, I'm, you got me. This, 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 where I, this is where I'm like, oh, who? Yeah, like, I never, yeah. yeah, I, yeah, you know yeah like, I'm, very familiar, I'm very familiar with Yachty. I and heard the Bert. name. I just never got around to actually yeah. like, seeing what was up. I like Lil Baby. I like him. Okay. I like, but I mean, it's like, I, I don't like him. I don't Again, know if it's, I don't I know if it's cool to like, like Lil Baby anymore. No, Lil Baby is okay. No, not no, Dub Baby. No, not Dub Baby. No, no, not Dub Baby. Y'all surprised they ain't like, Scrapped it out about that. <laughs> like, 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 at the, like, right like in front, right, the white right, right in front of the trademark sure. office. Me and you. Like, like, one of us, one of us got. I think they did our phone together. I know, that's what I'm saying. I still yeah. can't believe it. Like, yeah. this has got to be settled. We got to come together. <laughs> no, confusing. no, no. We got to, we got to, it's how they big enough for the both of us. I guess I would say I'm familiar with a lot of this stuff, but I don't fuck with a lot of it. No, it's very, I'm very few and far between these dudes. It's not, these it's not, modern dudes. it's not for us, but I think the love of the game is still in us. All right, let's leave them with something to listen to. So one album 400 degrees. that you want <laughs> everybody who's listening to listen to that maybe they haven't heard or haven't heard in a minute. Something that they, something that really hits you that you love. Like if your nephew was like, yo, what do you want me to fuck with? And you say, Tree of a Black Parent. Fear of Fear the Black, Black Planet, Planet is a fantastic, oh, a fantastic Planet. thing. And then I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about that kid for the rest of his life. <laughs> I'd be like, you're going to be all right. Just listen to this. You're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. I'm going to sit here and overthink this, like, all the way into the ground. Like, this is this – is, And then when you leave, you go have another thought. Oh, of course. Yeah. Or keep you up tonight. And uh, I, I would throw one out there, Adam, just – not because it's the greatest record of all time. I do think it's, like, the overlooked – great album from a great MC and I just need to make sure more people remember it including him because in his book he said he did not remember making it because all he was doing was using drugs and listening <laughs> to Van Morrison uh, Scarface Last of a Dying Breed it's okay. the one before the fix it's about as good 
as the fix and has maybe the most gangster moment in the history of rap. Scarface calling DEA agents out by name on record Love and that. getting them pulled off the streets. Love that. Whoa. Love that. Whoa. I that was bold that. move. I take me back to when Funkmaster Flex would say there's a police, there's a cop car waiting at 278th Street, y'all, so don't speed when you go. Watch out on 70. <laughs> I loved him for that. Yo, De La Soul is dead. Y'all got Actually, you know to- what? You mentioned De La. Actually, this is where my De La comes in. The one I'd say everybody listen to. De La Soul stakes is high. Now this stuff is finally back on streaming. Mm-hmm. All they did was tell us everything that was going to happen to the rap gang. Mm-hmm. Laid it all out mm-hmm. right there. See, I love De La Soul is dead because they are in conversation with themselves about who they are, how you see them. And to me, that extrapolates to a conversation about what does it mean to be black? Mm-hmm. And we're from the suburbs. We're hippies. That don't mean we're not black, mm-hmm. right? And the mm-hmm. skits are kind of saying, are you? You're whack. And they're like beating people up in the record and on tour to be like, yo, we're actually niggas. Like, what the fuck? But only built for Cuban links. Ooh. Y'all must Ooh. fuck with that. When that shit, Scarfaces. When that shit gets going, when he gets going on that, because like I'm saying, yeah, I, have a, I have like a sense That's memory a when he gets in the beat on that shit. And it's like a like a point guard dribbling into the lane, like some Kyrie shit. And I'm on a different rhythm than y'all. I could spin around y'all, and y'all don't understand what I'm doing. And I can finish in your face, even though you're six feet taller than me. Second best Wu Tang solo album of all time. Well, so hold what's on, the first? What's, what's your first? Liquid Source. Yeah, that you know what that is. That one is a matter of taste choice. Like mm-hmm. which Wu Tang solo you go with. I mm-hmm. thought you were gonna go with Supreme Clientele. I go with Only Built for Cuban Legs. Mm-hmm. Um, I get why. Like the thing about Supreme Clientele is what people love about it is what you'll hate about it, which is the fuck are you talking? And once you once you divorce yourself from that question, it's yeah. a very enjoyable listen. Uh-huh. See, that's what I'm talking about. Like when I have to come into your world. I did not understand what we don't understand what the fuck Wu Tang is talking about. But isn't that about. fun though? I gotta I gotta figure it out. I gotta listen again. I gotta when no. LA came out and I started to respect LA and they're talking about birds and this. I'm like, I don't know what their slang for gun. I don't know what they mean by birds. I don't all the bompton and shit. I don't know what they're talking. I gotta get with my friend who's LA and like, oh, this means this. This means oh, you're un but now I understand deeper what Cube is talking, and I appreciate that work that I have to do. I did not understand you the first time, and you probably knew. Outside of Southern California, you are not going to understand what I'm talking no, about. But fuck with me, and you'll get it later. They weren't thinking about nothing outside of Southern California. Like that was The thing about California rap that everybody lost sight of is you could go platinum without anybody yes. east of yes. San Bernardino having yes. any idea who you— MC Ren put out an EP after N.W.A. broke up that went platinum that I assure you you've never listened to a note of. Got me. Mac-10 <laughs> was going gold. Like, they, they, it's over there. It's way over there. It's dope. Right, man, the death conversation is still with me, man. I just thought of Nipsey also when you said that. You know, yes. I, 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 I wasn't hip to him before he died, and I yes. wonder what he would have been. And he is kind of like, for me, 
was the testament of what we are talking about is missing in the sense that it is a hyper local music, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Rap is better when it is hyper local. I say the same thing about college football. It's better when it's local. Yeah. And that was the most hyper local dude that I could think of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I can't think of anybody else that's like that that the rest of us are aware of. Mm -hmm. Like maybe there's some dude that's like that in all of these cities and we just don't know because we ain't been there. Right. But there was something about that era where somebody would tell you about a rapper from another city and there was something. It was like kind of how people are about burger joints now, mm. right? With somebody like, like before everybody knew about In N Out, right. there was like a badge of honor to be like, yeah, I know about In N Out Burger. Yeah. I went out to California, but that's or whatever kind of it is, right? Problem. Shout out to Bun, by the way, with the Trill Burger. Got oh, lines wrapped, it yeah, lines wrapped, around, it lines wrapped, around, lines wrapped around the but block. But that to me is kind of the problem with just music in general that it used to be sort of monocultural. We're all listening to the Chronic, so we're all talking about the Chronic. We're all talking about Illmatic or whatever it is. And now we're so fractured. That you'll be like, yo, I'm fucking with this, this, and this. And I'm like, yo, I've never heard of those people, right. but I'm fucking internet. with this, this, and this. It's yeah. called the internet. Right. But, <laughs> yes. But, but, so there's but, too but, much but, of this but, shit. But, too much. but this, Roy Wood makes a great point about music conversation on the internet where it's like, it used to be that you had to pay $12 to have an opinion. Mm -hmm. exactly you were right. not allowed to enter this conversation exactly until right. you had made some investment. Right. And perhaps then there would be some study and you had some skin in the game. So you weren't so inclined to say it was great or it was whack. Like you really had to think about it because you actually made some level of investment. Back in the day, you used to have to earn your way out of your city. Mm. Right? You had to, you had to win over the locals mm. before anybody else ever yeah. found out about you. Yeah, they had yeah. That, that gold mystical tape. Yeah, now you just got to <laughs> catch all. That gold, See, the that 12, gold mystical tape? Yeah. <laughs> $12 is an important thing, mm -hmm. but what I miss also is albums the, is the mix. No, the, oh. I miss albums. Yeah. yeah. But the mixtape era, Oof. which wasn't just about paying the money, but you got to go find it. Yes. Because the album is in your face. Where Def Jam wants you to, the mixtape, I have to know. Ron G yep. comes out on Friday. I got to go to my man and get the CD or whoever it is, right? And like, guys would do things on mixtape they wouldn't do on their albums. Our Flows, dictions, trying to beats you, you never you're heard. talking about wild shit that they're not talking about on the album like, yo, that Buster, that Fat Joe, like yeah. you gave me or I met so I found somebody new I never heard of and he blew up on a yeah. Buster track yeah. with wildly yeah. varying sound qualities with, that added yeah. to the charm. Yeah. I'm writing over your beat that yeah. I love from this over here. Like, yo, I'm a fan like, of I'm, so and so I never heard of I remember the first time I came to New York. It was the spring of 98. It was me and my brother. Like, we was on Canal. We gone somewhere else. We just getting these tapes. Like I remember my brother had come up because he was trying to do beats. And this is like 95, I want to say. And he'd come up to New York, you know, because that's what you do. You come to New York and try to shop your wares. Like, I don't really understand how it worked that you was really going to catch on, right? What'd you do? Just went to New York. I'm going to have some tapes out. <laughs> We're going to see what happens, Let's right? See what happens. But I remember him coming back with the tapes. Like, I remember he came back with. This may have been 93, I forget when, but he came back with a copy of The Roots, Do You Want More, like a year before it got into stores because mm. the demo tape had been bouncing around because yeah. it had gotten such a big thing. And that, yeah. that would be this thing. You go to New York, and then you just come back with this stuff that you couldn't get anywhere else. And we thought with the internet it would be cool because then it wouldn't be that hard. Mm, but what no. if it was better when it was a little bit hard? It was yeah. hard. Yeah, finding Nipsey's album. You had to go to the fucking swap meet, that first joint yes. that Jay-Z bought for $100, and then yeah. we had to see what it was. I love the process of discovery, of having to find it. That's all gone. I mean, I guess I could I could go through SoundCloud if I want to. Yes, thing, man. It's not the same. How am I supposed I, to stop? I, I, I do miss going to Circuit City every Thursday. 
but for that No Limit release that came out every Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> every single Thursday. Here, here's my, that's now my impression of Mike Smith in high school. That Mercedes come in yet? You know, you already know what I was thinking. <laughs> you, you, did you nah, listen to it? No, the greatest album cover of all time, right there. <laughs> oh, you don't I know the that album came out. Did that I album think come it out? did. Okay. I think all it right. did. But the Mercedes tape was in every No Limit cover. Was that what was it called? Rear End. Was that the title of it? That's exactly I what it was. I gotta say, I I knew it, but I didn't realize. I didn't. When I was planning this, I did not fully contemplate that you guys are way younger than me, and also that you guys are super southern. Yeah, I'm 43, 42, right? Yeah. That you guys are super southern. Yeah. So that has been a big part of this conversation that I didn't expect. Yeah, y'all need that in y'all's lives. About to say, and if you had this conversation with two West Coast dudes, it'd be a whole different whole com- different. That's what's so fascinating. You could do three, four, five iterations of this. Yes. And it'll be completely different names that come up. Hell yeah. yeah. But I but I also think though we from the south though at a time where the the Southern music was rising, but we didn't have the option to segregate ourselves off in did that you, way. Did like you we were still feel, influenced by everybody else. Did yes, you feel 100%. the, I don't want to say hate, but New York was definitely looking down right. our nose right. at yeah. the South. Yeah, got, went, South yeah, got something to say. Yeah, yeah. You, I went, did you I, felt that? I, I felt it when I went to Atlanta for college. I didn't so much feel it in Houston because my sensibilities musically were more in line with the stuff that was coming out of New York. And so when I got to college and I was around people from New York, my expectation is that, cool, now I'm with people who own the same wavelength as me and da-da-da and all that. And it became very clear to me, I hated those dudes. I hated them <laughs> so much. And they was talking crazy about me and mine. And it honestly made me appreciate Southern rap even more. It made me mm. check myself perhaps on some of the assumptions I might have made about some of that music and then go back and be like, oh, okay, I was slipping. Because it was like the whole true hip-hop stuff and everything yeah. else. And if you into that music, the rappers are telling you that what they're doing is the real and everything else is fake. You know, you got a teenage mind. You're being molded by mm. all of that. And then I got around them New Yorkers and the next wave of New York rap I didn't like. And so, no, I turned into a radical after that point. I didn't mention Black Star. I just felt like I need to do that. Just for GP. Black most Star. Def, most Def Tully. But, def, but to yeah. answer your question, I feel I hate no, because as Bo pointed out, like New Orleans, it's like there's Southern rap and there's New Orleans. Mm. New Orleans just had like its own shit going on. Mm. And I was in this little bubble. Plus, it's like the South was just making some crazy, amazing shit. But you mentioned Scarface, Outkast. It was, it was undeniable. So yes. It was undeniable at a certain point. That point. But there was an That's earlier point when New York could still, quote unquote, reasonably be like, y'all ain't shit. And then there was and a point where it was like, you can't front. Yeah. Like, right. And that was like, that, that was 94, 95, 96. Yeah. And we just say, we beat but, the shit out of But the thing was, we knew more about New York music than New Yorkers knew about theirs. Because oh, New, totally. New York was such an insular place. Yeah. And so I think that there were probably some things that they could have come across and might have been able to rock with. But honestly, there wasn't no need to, you know, as far as they were concerned, to even go find this. Like, if, the thing about New York when you live here that people don't get is what's so confining about it is the fact that you ain't got to go nowhere if you don't want to. Yeah. Like whatever you need is within. Right. Yeah. But that travel piece that you're mentioning, right, that we can stay in our – that's part of it, right? New York is listening on headphones and boom boxes, right? The South, cars. the Midwest, and the West is in cars. It sounds difference. better, you're right. right? It sounds bigger. It means Y'all something also different. Have, the South it also, means something different. It means, what you're South, driving by with your windows down? Mm-hmm. 
The I South mean, also had later than the Northeast a church experience, yes. right? Uh-huh. And some people did, but the church experience is such a massive impact on black music in general. And y'all had that later. Even for you to say, my grandfather was, how many of these MCs are like, my grandfather was a preacher? Yeah. And you grew up listening to him and you bring that into the booth with you, right? right? Yeah. Not that many New Yorkers are doing that, are coming from that. Well, and also, Rap in New York is a much more West Indian experience. Mm, like in the form in the formative period of time. Like we're talking about people who are coming with, from different musical mm, influences. Mm. Well, so, this is one of the things I'm talking about. And this other thing I'm working on, this other podcast I'm working on. Jamaica is a crucial father of hip hop. That's what I'm saying. Cool Herc comes from Kingston, and he just did in New York what he had seen in Kingston with the sound systems. Right with the with the replaying the record over there, talking over the record, toasting over the record. He just did the same. So you just took Kingston culture and did it in New York, and we were like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" And we made a whole culture out of it. But you, Jamaica, is a critical. But the, you're saying the South wasn't really responding to Jamaica. I'm saying everywhere else way. but New York. Like New York, when you really go through like the great rappers of the '80s and '90s out of New York. It's not too long until either you get into somebody West Indian or this is largely outer outer borough stuff. Oh, like totally. like who's in the neighborhood? Totally. The Queens guys are interesting because it's the jazz like all the, like the Q tips and all of them are in the same mm-hmm. part of Queens as the Jasmine were, and you can like find the straight line mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. comes out of that. But rap is a more African American experience sure. in the nascent days of it outside of New York than it is in New York. That's not good. That's not bad. You're but saying, it's just a different you're saying line. The South and the West is more African American. And New York is more, Getting more Jamaican, Jamaican yes. Caribbean. Yes, interesting. Yes, not saying that's good or bad. No, just no, to just be clear. what it is. But it's a but 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 when you then also start thinking about what are the beats that we sampling down south? What are the beats like? The L.A. beats are really just a lot of that robo funk, like Zappa Roger. Mm, yeah. You know, a lot of like that sort of stuff. The South samples are. Less the James Brown that you got from up here that's right. more because, but a lot more of this, the soul, you uh, know, going and getting Eugene yeah. McDaniel type stuff There's and everything else. There's this great connection between the South and the West Coast, right? Because if you are from the West Coast, you're yeah. from the South. Yeah. Your family come from the South, which right? Is not, which is not the straight line case in New York exactly. as it is everywhere else. Exactly. Yeah. It may be longer ago. Throw Midwest right? in there too. No, right? no. What it of, is is that you still had the people that caught the railroad up to New York from, say, Florida or South Carolina, whatever it is, but you also had people who came on boats. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? from yeah, yeah. right, and, like, I think and that's like, what you don't have. Like Snoop, his people are from Mississippi. Yes. He rhymes like that. Yes, right. Like I can hear the sing-songiness, the way he talks. Right, you can hear a southern twang mm-hmm. in there. Right, that's where his people are. Yep. So the South and the West are kind of like connecting. Like we're brothers, mm-hmm. right? New York was like. We're doing something different. South, yeah. right? Southwest Washington. and Midwest united against y'all. Yeah, that's also, yes. but that's also yes. why Chicago rap sound the way that yeah. it did for so long. Yeah. Before you know, before you even the drill place, which is very southern influence. You know what I still every I still really wonder about this. DC still hasn't really spoken never up. Happened. Never, never got there for whatever they reason. Still, they and, got and go go, and they, it was good. They talk about go go. I'm like, but everywhere there's a large community of black people. There's a major 
hip hop scene. It's the one that didn't. DC end. is the one that hasn't well, done we, it. We talked about it earlier. Rap got to different places at different times, and you're right. In DC, like he had like Nonchalant, like Question Mark Asylum, Wale. You know, like so. I think well, Corday's from over there, and PG or somewhere. I want to say, but you're but right. The, it never. And it's D- not fronting on the people who came out of there. No, Go Go had a moment, but, but DC Chicago, rap never had a moment. Chicago, Chicago LA, moment. the Bay, New York, every like we could go down the population top ten black populations, right? Mm-hmm. The, Ohio's had something. I mean, right? Boston's had way more than DC has had. I mean, that's pathetic. <laughs> there ain't that many black people in Boston. Hey, but I don't need Dart coming to fight me. He got to come get you for this. Where's one. DC? Come on, y'all. I want to hear from y'all. I mean, Philadelphia is an hour. I mean, DC and Baltimore. Philadelphia has had a very yeah, rich history. Yes. It's foundational. Yes. Dope yes. history. It's foundational. Newark has had more of a history than DC. Yep. And it's not hating. I'm like, I want to hear what y'all have to say. Cleveland. Yeah. This is Ohio, Cleveland. yeah. yeah. Both of us and Ray Cash. You sound like LeBron Cleveland. And, and Ray Cash. Hey, man. I mean, I I have wondered this for a very long time myself. It can't be just Go-Go. There's got to be more to this. But Go-Go becomes its own interesting thing itself, right? Like worthy of its own study and very hip-hop influence after you got to a point. So you get sure. Backyard Band and all them cats. Like they, they play a rap song. Very African. Yes. Absolutely. This has been beautiful. You guys are dope. Thank you so much for coming and bringing the funk and the spirit and everything else. And I think we all can do this because we love hip hop so much. Oh, yeah. And it's such a part of our spirit and our heart and who we are. I mean, I definitely think there's a lot of rappers who helped shape the person that I've become. Oh, right? oh and yeah. Everybody, would, all of us yeah, would say that. Absolutely. So, hell yeah. Absolutely. The way we think, the way we speak, the way we dress, everything. Thank you so much to Michael and Bomani for a great interview, and thanks to you for listening. Tour Ratio gives you fuel to power your dreams. You can make your dreams a reality, and maybe this show can help. You can find me on Spill at Torre, on Twitter at Torre, on Instagram at Torre Show. Tory Show is written by me, Torre, and produced by Jennifer Brown. Our editor is Ryan Woodhall. Our booker is Claudia Jean, and we're distributed by DCP Entertainment. And we will be back next Wednesday with more amazing guests because the man can't shut us down. We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick... Let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered.